0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Unlike a Lady where every other week you'll find me conversing with women from different phases of life, celebrating their life journeys as well as seeking inspiration from daily life situations and how they chose to defy the existing gender norms of the society to live life unlike a lady. You know how as kids so many of us pick up hobbies be it music, dance, art, or any form of sport. But as we start stepping into adulthood, it gets left behind because we start to worry about our careers and so much more. Well, our guest joining today is a beautiful exception. Chikisha Mohanty is not only a trained Odyssey classical performer, but also a professional working lawyer. Tune into the episode as we host our first millennial guest, and converse with her about balancing life being a performing artist as well as working in the field of law, how it is being a female lawyer in today's time, and calling out gender stereotypes from various instances of life. Welcome to the podcast, Chikisha. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Devashi. It's an equal pleasure for me. Thank you
1: for inviting me. Thank you for thinking that I'm capable enough of being at your podcast.
0: You know, I had thought of calling you for a very long time and I was so glad when I reached out to you. You related to the entire concept so well. I was so glad. I'm so happy to hear that and I'm so, so, so happy to be here. Thank you. So let's start from the beginning. You could tell our listeners about your life in school, where you grew up.
1: Okay, I am based out of New Delhi. I've always been a part of one single school, that is a modern school, Barakhamba Road. It is pretty well known for its cultural activities. And I kind of owe my personality in the fact that I'm uh, juggling with two things together to it. And yeah, just been in one place all my life. And I don't think I would have
0: it any other way. Amazing. So any fond childhood memory that you would like to tell us about? Oh, lots of them. So we used to have these founders days
1: and independence days uh, back in school and I would dance, obviously, and also manage juniors. We were like a thick group. We were a family and we would, you know, after school, stay back and do our rehearsals, go to Bengali market. Right. And I think I've uh, lived more of my school life and my stay-backs than in the school hours itself. <laughs> so yeah, really fond memories from
0: there. Amazing, beautiful. Okay, so uh, from your childhood, is there any uh, gender-specific incident that, you know, stayed with you through the years? Hmm, interesting. Okay, so
1: um,
0: one incident
1: was, you know, when uh, my cousin brother, who is younger to me, turned 18. He had the privilege of, you know, uh, sharing a beer and doing cheers with my grandfather. And that was kind of, um, you know, to say it in the most subtle words, my sister and I and my uh, cousin brother is a real sister. Trade. We were slightly upset about it. But after a few years, when we realized that, you know, this is a gender specific thing that had happened. Yeah. So, yeah, we never got to do it with our grandfather. Now he's okay, but uh, we never had our first drink with him. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Talking about, you mentioned your sister. So, I feel having that female presence and, you know, someone that you can just share absolutely everything with. How is your relationship with her and how are things like? So, you know, I
1: think uh, having female relations for a female is
0: extremely
1: important. Keep you sane in this world,
0: definitely.
1: More than that, the bond that you have with them, I think, cannot be shared with a lot of people out there. Hmm. She is just we, she and I are inseparable. So, you know, we've done our schooling together, we have traveled in the same bus to school together, we have stayed back for the shows together, we have gone to the same college, we have gone to the same fests, we have also gone to the same dance classes, and we are doing our both the professions, dance and law, together as well. Right. And yeah, so we do not know how to do things separately. That's <laughs> <laughs> that close a bond. And she is just a part of everything that I do. Right. And obviously, the biggest part.
0: Definitely. So, yeah. You guys really have a lot in common. I'm just realizing it more as in when you were mentioning <laughs> it to me. Yeah. Beautiful. In general, I feel for most people, their profession is just one particular category that... The associate with it's one particular field right but for you even after college it was not just limited to college you are a professional classical dancer as well as a lawyer i really want to ask which profession do you introduce yourself to people with if you're meeting someone new do you tell them you're a lawyer or that you're a dancer <laughs>
1: okay so instantaneously it would come out as i'm a lawyer and an odyssey classical dancer right because that's how i know myself That's how I am. But I'll obviously tweak it, you know. For example, if I'm meeting my dad's lawyer friends, Hmm. I'll be like, okay, I'm a lawyer. (laughs) If I'd meet someone in just a dance area in the dance world, I would be like, okay, I'm a dancer. And, you know, I'm I'm a student with this, this, this. But if someone asks me generally, I am both together. I mean, law is my profession and dance is also my passion-driven profession, as I always call it.
0: And I think it's really brave and it requires a lot of effort also to keep that passion also going along equivalently. Because for most people it just kind of fades out as a hobby once they've entered their profession.
1: You know, because we we kind of had to like let go of things. Like we didn't we couldn't move out of Delhi for a college degree, even when we got into a really good college. Right. Like I mean, I'm talking about myself and my sister together. So yeah, these little things when you give up on them, then I think you just get even more serious about, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, your
0: passion, which is really way more than a passion for me now. True. So let's move on to talking more about dance. Hmm. What was it that, you know, made you enter a classical field of dance? Why did you choose this particular classical form, Orissi? My parents were always culturally inclined
1: would always you know take us out for shows to habitat center and the india international center etc and they always wanted us to learn something and Odissi, because my father was from uh, Orissa, he's Odia. my mother's punjabi and we wanted to do something that was still related to the roots but it was not the only reason why we chose Odissi. Hmm. so my father kind of knew someone who was a dance teacher and so we just started classes with him yeah, so we learned uh, 10 long years under him. And then we made the switch to my current guru, Guru Padmashri Madhavi Mudkar. Okay. So yeah, it's been a really long journey and it's been beautiful. But I'm yeah, sure. I did not make the decision of getting into dance. It sort of chose me. I did not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like over the years, do you recall a specific moment where you knew that dance was more than a hobby to you? So, you know, a lot of times people have sort of reinforced that. Right. They always
1: said, don't leave dance, you know, and you've done it for so many years and, you know, you kind of have the knack for it as well. I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but that's what they said. And they said, if you're good at something, don't leave it. And if you're disciplined, if you're serious, if you have the patience, then why not? Definitely. And so that we kind of kept with ourselves and we kind mm. of moved towards uh, Odyssey. And uh, I think that one point where I, where I really thought that, you know, I, I would want to dance and I cannot leave it is when my college got over, because that is that big time when you, you know, you have to decide whether to take up a full-time job, whether you have to. And if I took a full-time job, mind you, I would have had to leave dance because law is, you know, extremely taxing. So I took up a part-time uh, legal job and... Uh, Yeah, so my first condition wherever I went for an interview was I can only come these many days and I can only give you these many hours. Are you good with that? So yeah, one place was good with that. And yeah, (laughs) that's how I... Perfect. Yeah, I think it was meant to be because it's not easy to like get a job which allows you to do a little bit of work and not like full time. And definitely oh, yeah. so that kind of gave me time to also realize how important dance was for me because i gave it more time as well and you know just a hobby right. or just a passion or just
0: a dance class right and you know i feel uh, the importance of actually being connected to a classical form of art i think it's so important and it's kind of really fading out in today's time so how do you think that you know Uh, being associated with the classical art how did that have an impact on your life and building your own personality definitely it's had
1: the hugest impact so you know when you're learning a classical uh, form of art especially in India it takes you back to your roots your culture Hmm. you get associated with something that is that is so old and ancient and gets so modern because you're doing it in today's date yeah And for me, because my guru is just someone we try to emulate all the time, she has taught us to be disciplined, to be on time, to clean our own stage if it's dirty, to have a perfectly set costume right in time before the performance. If, If something is dirty, you clean it yourself. You don't ask anyone else to do it. Right. You know, so these are the things that we have sort of learned from her. But apart from that, anyone who does associate themselves with, or, you know, classical form of art, whether music, dance, anything. I think you learn patience and discipline. These two are definite qualities that you will imbibe. I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like, I'm here again, I'm kind of resonating because even when I did classical music, my guru, you know, I think it's not just music or dance that you're learning at that point. In general, I felt it used to bring a sense of calm and all of these added things, things that become a way of life for you. It just, you know, becomes a very wholesome experience.
1: When you go into a dance class, you leave out all your stress that you have, you know, outside of that uh, door, and then you enter. Right, right. So yeah, it's, (laughs) very calming you're right about that okay
0: so now in general in the field of dance I would also like to talk about the general struggles that you know you face as an artist every artist in India I feel struggles
1: especially in uh, dance and music and even theater you know it's not a commercial product yeah in the age of commercialization in the age of consumerism you have to take out the time to go and sit in the audience and you know watch something and obviously it's not as big as a movie Hmm. other than that there are way too many artists and i feel that because of covid we have been hit so hard yeah lack of shows for the past two years the struggles are way more than they were right also when an artist tries to perform a lot of places do not uh you know give them the monetary compensation that they deserve true so, what happens is, you know, they say, we are giving you a platform. We're allowing you to perform. Why don't you just do it? Why do you need money for it? Okay. So, yeah. So, just a platform and just a performance is not going to fill their tummy. Is not going to pay for their bread and butter. But definitely, people don't yeah. understand. I think, hmm. yeah. I think uh, an artist is very undervalued. True. In today's night.
0: True. Yeah. Hope that changes with time and people they do appreciate it but giving it that required credit Yes, that's what is necessary Absolutely, it is appreciated it is yeah
1: it is appreciated but it is not and I do understand from an audience perspective also that it could get heavy for someone you know yeah um in this day and age when we're so used to listening to a peppy song and we're so used to just switching on the tv and watching things you know for free and multiple things hmm. why would <laughs> but yeah it's
0: I'm I can speak for both but I'm obviously biased definitely like it's true whatever you're saying it completely connects and Mm. okay so since you have two professions that you're juggling we've spoken about one now moving on to the next one so your experiences in the field of law practicing uh, specifically in this field any gender bias that you would have seen in general in this profession
1: yeah, generally speaking, there is a lot of gender bias that comes, I think, in every profession. And in law, um, what I have experienced is that, you know, if you keep a male lawyer and you keep a female lawyer of the same stature hmm. together, you know, the opinion or whatever the male lawyer would say is given more regard than the female lawyer. I do not know if that if that is uh, you know a scenario everywhere, but I have seen it multiple times for it to be embedded in my mind. That yeah, Right, right. Yeah, and also not just that. You know, a lot of senior lawyers uh, when they post for required juniors hmm. advertisements, and, you know, texts that we get to share with our friends and stuff. A lot of them say male lawyer required.
0: You know, even in today's time
1: even in today's time and they say that you know they can stay late in the offices and you know they can pick files and everything but somewhere when you read all of these things every time you know a woman reads it she thinks that she's lesser than a man you know even if she's not actively thinking it subconsciously it is exactly it is affecting her yeah and the reason why we don't we can't stay late in an office like 2 2 a.m or 3 a.m is pretty clear out there I mean it's it's really not our fault that we can't.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like being punished for something that you didn't even do. It's not your fault. It's not in yeah. your hands. But Definitely. yeah, it just like you're getting the same degree. You might be more qualified in terms of experience in that particular field. Absolutely. But even then, just because of your gender and because of these.
1: Yeah, and a lot of litigation officers are also there's a lot of pay gap as well, which I found out very recently. Okay. And that was yeah very very you know it it really affects you negatively so sad i mean yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay moving on now since you mentioned to us a while back that your parents belong from two different cultural backgrounds i find that so interesting and i really wanted to ask someone who is in that place how is it like you know being part of these two very different uh, cultures and how are things like at home when it comes to festivals and following traditions?
1: So this is a really fun question for me. And it's so close to my heart because I feel I'm extremely lucky to have, you know, one Punjabi mom and one Odia dad.
0: Yeah.
1: Especially when it comes to food, you get to enjoy everything. I will have a pakhal and a fish fry as easily and, you know, with as much love as I would a Rajma travel and a Bhindi yeah <laughs> so it's in terms of food it is and even in terms of cultures you learn so much more right i mean right right you will you will do a lori and you will do a jagannath Yatra. so it's beautiful it's really nice yeah it's double yeah. the celebration it's double the food it's, it's a lot of fun yeah
0: yeah <laughs> great it's not restricting at all in any sense and you have the freedom also Absolutely. to
1: yeah
0: <laughs> like you i'm living two states in one it's amazing okay your first uh, guest on our platform from the gen y (laughs) and so this is one topic that i feel felt that you know we could talk about this the talk of getting married in today's time Hmm. basically i think marriage is one time where your old typical traditions which somewhere or the other emphasized on patriarchy they show up but even after that i feel a lot has changed in today's time so what do you think about this whole idea Okay, so a
1: lot of stuff has changed. You know, if I compare myself to my mother's yeah. time uh, and especially to my grandmother's time, I don't have to go through the things that they have gone through. I did not have to have six cups with chai and, you know, shaking hands to and with a goongat or whatever. I did not have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was very organic and it was very nice. And lots of things have changed. You know, they do not see yeah. as the man. As being, you know, on a higher pedestal uh, than a woman. I think we're seen mm. as a unit now. We're seen as one. We're seen yeah. as equals. But I would also like to say that I think that I come from a place of privilege because a lot of people in today's time, a lot of areas, people maybe in our neighborhoods, and obviously our domestic helpers go through that same thing. True. True. You know, one instance I'd like to share, which really shook me, was. Um, I had an employee friend at my office and uh, so I was just talking to her, she said, I'm leaving office. And I said, why would you leave? She said, because I'm getting married. Hmm. And I said, okay, but why would you have to leave? Are you moving out of the city, state country or whatever? And her answer was, uh, you know, no, the first condition that my in-laws kept was that I cannot work after I get married. And so, like, I, okay. she, and she was happy about getting married and she was okay with that. So, I did not show my resentment and, you know, the duk that I was feeling in that minute. I hid it all, but then it really affected me mentally. And I was like,
0: yeah. we still
1: have people, you know, I know, even in Delhi doing this. And it really broke my heart. It,
0: yeah. Like, you feel things are changing, but at the same time, when you see them happening in a household so similar to yours, Absolutely. it just touches you that, you know, we are definitely in a place of privilege when he, when we can experience this. And change. there are so
1: many things that, you know, one would still do just to respect your elders, even if you're not okay with something, you know. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah,
0: lots has changed, but we're we still have a really long way to go. Right. And I think in general, something that is very ironic is that even if your family, the family that you're getting married into, they're so open-minded and like you said, you're seen as a unit. But even after that, people who are not even part of the family, you know, society, they put so many other added assumptions and so many other stereotypes when they're not even there in your own family. Absolutely. You know, I have
1: two instances that i like to share here. Yeah. And... We have had such negative impact on my thinking about this entire issue, you know. So once I was talking to someone, she was, she's around 70 years of uh, age. And she said, uh, will you be allowed to dance uh, once you're married? Okay. (laughs) And I just looked at her and I said, I have not had that thought in my, in me. For a second, yeah, I can't imagine my life about uh, without dance. Right, and here you're telling me that there can be external people who may con who may want to control my life to an extent where you know a major part, like like the hugest part of my life, can be taken away because they don't think that you know it would be of value to their family. Exactly. Thankfully, that is not the case uh, <laughs> with me, yeah. and I feel I'm I'm again talking from a place of privilege because a lot of Mm. times dancers are not seen in good light even in today's day and age and that really breaks my heart Mm. and also yeah so the other thing that I'd heard was uh, you know uh, people don't like having their uh, daughter-in-laws to be lawyers because they know how to argue they know how to create a fight oh my god (laughs) yeah imagine and you know they yeah they, they they can do cases on you left right and center so you know hum damayenge kaise law oh my god do you get it
0: and i would to it's it's so, so yeah. like in general only lawyers would know all of these things right and lawyers ke other girls they would not have any <laughs> awareness about their rights about what's right and what's wrong you know i hope everyone does have a sense of their rights it's my True. biggest
1: uh, prayer in the world that people should know their rights
0: yeah and the irony here is that people are worried that when the women does know about all of these yeah. things. So dominate yeah. as if that's so important for them, that exactly. that the girl should be able to be suppressed, which is just sad. And she can argue
1: back, you know, she she may have that sense to, you know, answer back. And so when someone said that to me first, I was so angry at them. I said, How can you, you know, say something like that? And yeah, I, I felt really bad. I said, you know, her standing is way below a man in her head because she's been hearing these things for all these years and she's lived through it.
0: I know. (laughs) Yeah, right. very sad it's so surprising you don't even think of it but and it's not even important to to think about all of these things but people just bring them up and you know make you question things that how people can affect third parties
1: can affect your mind is way beyond how your own people can I feel in today's time I
0: know social media
1: you look at it no one comment someone will write and you'll be thinking about
0: it for days I swear but yeah (laughs) i think the whole change in the thought process needs to come collectively that Absolutely. is how it you know
1: men need to be raised to you know handle women who are educated and and empowered and yeah. know their legal rights you know and yeah right. and women right. need to know their legal rights women need to know where they stand in the society and that they are not less than any
0: man definitely definitely <laughs> and slangs also you know like don't cry like a girl i mean what does that mean? In fact, this is somewhere or the other a pressure on the guys as well. They feel that they can't cry or Absolutely. express their emotions. Yeah,
1: and there is a lot that, me, you know, in today's time, males also have to face because they are supposed to be hmm. macho in whatever sense of the word that means. And, you know, they can't cry and they have to yeah. be, you know, chivalrous, they have to open the door for a woman. Like, I don't understand any of these things. I'm sorry, we can do open our own door. I know. And... Yeah, the men yeah. can honestly relax. They really don't have to do all of that. And you're also like paying on yeah. dates and little little things. There are too many, if we start
0: talking about all
1: of them, I think we're going to really talk the whole
0: evening. <laughs> I know. Completely agree. So in all of these things there should be a sense of equality, right? It's not like we need Absolutely. men to take care Absolutely. of ourselves and No, and nothing against yeah. men.
1: It's just that we live in a in such a society that, you know, we have been raised to think like that.
0: Yeah. yeah so Right. Okay. Who do you think is that person in your life who teaches you to live unlike a lady?
1: Oh, so there are actually uh, three women in my life that teach me to live unlike a lady. And uh, that is my mother, my nani and my guru, Padmashi Madhavi Munkar. Beautiful. All of them are strong, independent women with opinions of their own. And yeah, like hmm. for example, my nanny knows every piece of news till date. Okay. She will know more hmm. than anyone else would. And you know, you do not right. expect you know their generation for a woman to read or know stuff.
0: For some reason, politics is assumed to be a man's topic. I don't know why.
1: Definitely. And I've seen that change. Uh, seen seen that since the beginning of time for me uh, in my nanny. Right. And yeah. So and also uh, my guru has broken so many stereotypes from that day and age she's been absolutely independent and she's taught us to be that as well and have an opinion have a voice even my mother for that matter just do whatever you think is right and don't let anyone scare you i've been taught that
0: right (laughs) that's amazing i think Even one woman that any girl sees in her life that teaches her to be strong enough and be independent, it just, you know, goes out such a long way. And it's it's three times the, you know, I think the whole effect that you have in your life with three beautiful, strong, independent women. And that's just completely amazing. And I'm so, so
1: happy to have, you know, you and all these little girls. they are not little anymore, but uh, all these other (laughs) girls who are, you know, doing such wonderful things and talking about such wonderful topics at ages like yours, you know, and letting the world know that, you know, this is period, this is it, like, we know where we are, and we know where we can move. And we don't have to live like a lady. Right, right. Yeah,
0: Kudos to Devashi. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. But I think it's the journey of women like you who actually bring meaning to this whole thing. It was just a concept from my end. But It's your journey that's inspiring more women out there. Thank you, Devashi. I can only hope so. I'm just living one day as it comes. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. It was an absolute delight. Thank you so much for being on this platform that brings us towards the end. Same, Devashi. Thank you so much for having me here. You made me completely comfortable.
1: It was like two friends talking and, you know, ranting a little bit. Well, yeah, I yeah, think I've had, a... <laughs> had an absolutely wonderful time and I'm having a great weekday today. Thanks to you.
0: So that was a peek into the life of Chikesha Mohanty, bringing us to the end of yet another beautiful episode. You can obviously check out her social media handles linked in the description, and you can even see some of her mesmerizing dance performances as I have attached the YouTube links of two of her recent performances in the description as well. If you liked the episode, feel free to share your feedback by reaching out to us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. We would love to hear what you think. See you in the next episode.